Hello everybody, welcome. I'm Melissa, the host of the Vocalista podcast. The Vocalista podcast is all about bringing to you vocally all things life. So sit back, grab a drink and enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Vocalista podcast. And today I'm so excited because we've got two special guests coming on. Um, Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey, (laughs) I'm back guys. Um, I'm Leia, my name is Leia. Um, I've been on here before and I'm just very, very glad to be back. Um, For a quick, quick introduction of who I am, um, I think we're all students here. So I'm a student. Um, I study English in Mm -hmm. King's. Um, I am a hairstylist. I am a poet. Um, I, what else do I do? I'm a creative. I just do a lot of creative things. Anything I can get my hands into, I'll get my hands into. Um, And yeah, I'm really, really glad to be here today. Um, Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Of course. Thank you for inviting me today. My name is Joy Danzo. Thank you for inviting me again. So I do... um, Environmental science at Queen Mary. I'm enjoying it, and at, um, on the side, I have I've been running some plant healing yes. workshops, which basically involved using, which basically yes. involves using plants as a mirror um, um, to connect to your higher self. And yeah, it's it's a really beautiful and very transformational workshop that I'm running. I'm still carrying out pilots, but hopefully in September that should be up and running. Yeah, it's actually beautiful. Um, I'm West African. I'm actually Ghanaian. And I have a dark complexion. I'm literally nearly as dark as it gets. <laughs> nearly as dark as oh, it gets. Oh, we love it that way. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot to say, yeah, I, I saw that you guys was looking at me and I was like, why are you guys looking at me? I forgot to say, I, I'm I'm mixed race. <laughs> um, I'm mixed race. Um, my dad um, is of um, British heritage, born and raised here. And my mom is Kenyan. So I am a lighter shade of um, brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't, I didn't even introduce myself. Okay, so people who don't know me, I'm Melissa. I'm also a student. I study politics and international relations at the University of Exeter. And um, I of, mm-hmm. I of, well, I'm of Kenyan heritage. Both my parents are Kenyan and I of, I am of a brown complexion. So I'm like in the middle. And today. So today we're going ombre. <laughs> Yeah, we're ombre. We're actually we're all we're like the shades. So last time I talked about um colorism on my podcast a long time ago, like um maybe the first or second month for my podcast, and I was just telling these guys how the feedback from that episode was that I should have had a range of like different people from uh, different shades, so the experiences of um colorism could be recognized in the episode. So I totally took that on. So now, in the light of many things that's happening in our society, I was like, okay, cool. Actually, I think I even thought of this even before the whole, oh, well, okay, I don't want to ruin it now because we want to talk about it just next. But, um, yeah, so I was like, I want to talk about colorism <laughs> again. So yeah, I reached out to my two ladies and I was like, yes, we're going to talk about colorism. So the first topic <laughs> we're going to talk about is the Meghan Markle situation. Now, if you've been living under a rock, you, okay, you it's might hot. have noticed. this. What you should oh. is hot, is hot tea right now. It's very hot. <laughs> Basically, Meghan Markle 
the wife of Prince Harry, you know, royalty, well, not British monarchy, basically came out saying how she was um, treated horribly by the royal family and by the press because of her being mixed race, um, came out saying that someone in the royal family uh, asked her, oh no, asked Harry, her husband, how dark was the baby's complexion going to be, that um, she tried to reach out when she felt suicidal on the royal family and they didn't help her out. Um, many other things she mentioned were basically... Um, showing the world how bad the royal family was so we were just going to talk was about literally spilling all of the tea all of the tea yeah she spilled all of it and we're just gonna be talking about you know how colorism really comes into this because you know some people will just feel like it's racism but it's also colorism and yeah so who wants to kick it off because obviously there's a lot to unpack here there's a lot to unpack of what she talked about and the response especially from the media um i feel like British media is going to hide everything anyway. Like, I don't even... Yeah. I feel like there's just so many incorrect and weird sources to find stuff from. Like, everybody was talking about how the fact that they were trying to watch the interview live because they knew when it was going to be aired on ITV, they're going to cut out everything so the royal family looks perfect and everyone looks good and it's all fine and dandy in the UK because we're not racist. But the gag is there's just a lot of corruption. Um, a lot of corruption. There is, especially with like the uh, like British media and British TV generally, because even with stuff like even when we talk about like adverts, it's only recently because of the reemergence of the Black Lives Matter movement last year in it that we're seeing more people um, who were or uh, who are of color or black people generally, um, like in adverts and stuff. Because you think about how many black people you see in adverts even before this Black Lives Matter stuff. So that's mm. say twenty nineteen. Hardly any black people, if there are black people, they're like portrayed in a like a weird or like you know negative way. So it's even to now, like even that that Sainsbury's yeah. advert, everybody was angry with it. Which one? Everybody, there was a Sainsbury's advert, and it was a black family for Christmas. I don't know. Yeah. If I'm the only one. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember that. Everybody I remember was angry that. with that Christmas was advert. Twitter yeah. Was <laughs> Twitter was like, oh, they've you taken Christmas now. <laughs> there were so many people that was part of like the EDL and stuff just complaining and shouting and screaming yeah. about the fact that, that that Negroes took away their Christmas and <laughs> now like we've just corrupted everything. Yeah, exactly, which is crazy because it's not like black people also have Christmas too. Like <laughs> that's why we're in the ad but it's normal for us to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> Like, maybe it's a that shock to them. Like, oh, wow, they shouldn't be allowed to celebrate Christmas. Or, like, because they were saying how they're not word, representative word, word. of the um, English family. Like, what does the Spanish English family look like then? Because it's not all you think it is. Kind of representing white people for how many years? <laughs> how many years? Yep. yep. Meghan Markle. Yeah, Meghan um, Markle. So prior to this all popping off, mm. I have been seeing all over the internet prior to this popping off mm. comparisons between how Kate mm. and mm. Megan is portrayed in the newspapers. And I thought, wow, especially with the avocado, like Kate, yeah, I saw the avocados are her favourite meal. And then Megan, um, 
Megan is eating avocados, causing droughts. What? I'm thinking, what is this? What is this, though? Avocados. These people... Yeah, avocados. Yeah, I know. This is really unfair. Imagine. And people will say it's not racism, but it definitely, definitely is. Because... because we, yeah. They're doing the same thing, but it's okay for her to eat avocados because she's white. Why? Okay. Who thought in the Daily Mail that talking about... <laughs> The consumption of avocados with the yeah. with the with the um, Duchess was gonna be what we're gonna feed the UK today. Why was that the the story, the compelling like, story that everybody needed to know? Like, if you think how I really that don't is, know. like of all things that you could, like avocados, I think as well with the British you know press, I mean? they just love. Prick, like pinprick, no pinpoint any stupid little thing, and because they know that the majority of their readers, which happen to be white members of the of our country, like to see like the different, they want to see black people or people of color put down in situations because they just don't think that we're like you know we shouldn't have the same respect as they do. So even like avocado is. A pregnant woman, imagine the she was pregnant and this is The thing is with Meghan Markle, like, I understand the whole thing about, like, oh, yeah, you want to put black people in a in a bad light or whatever, but Meghan Markle is mixed race. Like, I feel like in media, mixed race people are always either black or white. Like, Barack Obama was the first black president, even though he's mixed race. Meghan Markle mm. is now perceived as a black woman even though visually physically mentally spiritually she is very much caucasian like the way that megan markle, megan markle looks yeah. visually she's yeah. very white Definitely. everything her hair her skin her, hair her features are very white mm-hmm. she doesn't have her her natural curly hair i don't know if she straightens it i don't know if she firms it yeah. but i've never seen a curl in her I hair i had to um yeah, I've never seen a co. I've never seen of her, and she's hair. not close to the black side of her family. I'm pretty sure at the wedding, her mum was the only one that was that was invited. It was, she's always been closer to her dad's side of the family. So now, all of a sudden, why is she a, a, a terrorist? Why is she a just like a terrorist to the to the to the white community as a black woman when she didn't necessarily <laughs> even identify as a black woman before this whole situation? Apparently, only a few guests of Meghan was yeah. invited. Apparently, that was the case. And I don't think she's closer to the white side of her family simply because her father that, went yeah. on ITV or something like that to say that the royal family is not being racist yeah. and that it must have been a dumb mistake that the royal family made and that, honestly, her father is not defending her in the slightest bit. Her father doesn't seem to have her best interest at heart whatsoever. Wow, yeah. So from what 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 is being portrayed, her dad is not very close to her. That yeah, because even before the whole situation happened, like, you know, I think even before they got married, like, oh, people were like, oh, is her dad going to be at the wedding? Like, press kept interviewing him. And, like, he would say bad stuff about Megan. Like, she never talks to me. Like, even, I think even, if it was the press or him who leaked, like, letters that she had written to her dad. So, like, he had never, like, spoken to her in a nice way or spoken about her on a nice way, like, 
in press. So I don't even think she's close to her white side. She just probably, like Joy said, she only invited, like, well, we don't know if she was allowed to invite, like, her black family, but the people that you saw who were black were people like Oprah or Serena Williams, her, like, celeb- celebrity friends mm-hmm. who ended up coming to the wedding. But, yeah. yeah that's not um, your, like, on your wedding day, you would expect actual family, not celebrities. Mm-hmm. Celebrities. Like, but obviously, they're not her friends. Guess, you know, not they're friends. Yeah. But you know, we even need to remember that I think so, a lot of people just think, "Oh, yeah, this this mixed race woman, like she just, oh, this black woman came out of nowhere and she's now married to him." This woman was a celebrity, like because of her acting, and she was a, she was rich. Word. She didn't just come from anywhere. So I think yeah. people like she has relations with people in like very very high places. So even that, like that, even show you she was a celebrity, yet she got treated like that by the uk press or by press generally so whatever your like status is or wherever you are you being of color you being black doesn't you're like, not exempt yeah from racism. exempt you you can really get attacked anyway anyhow kind of thing at any point anytime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's quite sad because i did enjoy her role in suits yeah did i say it right yeah, suits, suits. Yeah. i didn't actually have i, I didn't have any role. prior understanding of who she was beforehand i just knew that she was an actor mm. i didn't i haven't done as much research as other people because really well and truly with me going about my day i don't think about the royal family on a regular basis like there are people here i know in this london yeah. town my friends they study they study the royal family they know the ins and outs ups and downs twists turns and curves i actually don't I, like i don't care like i don't see any point in the royal family i don't really yeah. throw myself into the pool of understanding them it's just that when things happen the news will continue to tell you all of the hot topics and the updates and this and that because we're supposed to care but as you were saying enjoy before we started recording the royal family is bought like it's built on corruption <laughs> it's built on corruption the whole point of the royal yep. family is yep. not for good intention Like, even the way that the royal family has sustained itself. Because this is not, like, like a, it's not been around for 100 years or 200 years. The monarchy has been around for hundreds of mm. years. Like, Henry VIII, how many, what was that, 1500s? Like, so this is an institution that's had to keep itself up. And because of the the nature of it and, you know, due to, like, the empire, that's also how it's kept itself up. Crown jewels, most yeah, of the jewels yeah, aren't yeah. even, no, no. Britain, none of them. The like oh, even the Commonwealth as well. Like, the, the Commonwealth, like you know, I think the name of the Commonwealth basically just wraps up empire and a nicer bow. We all know that. Like the yeah. Commonwealth, the fact yeah. that the head of state in some countries is still is the queen, though that they are now free and an independent country. Well, independent. We know that they still are heavily controlled by um, the UK. Which is like that France is, I think even France, mm-hmm. in terms of the way they control French colonies, is very, very bad. Like they pay colonial tax, right. which is even completely. But do you get it? Like the but Britain, the con- especially. The the people but when it comes to Africa, colonial tax is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And it really does scare me when these countries come out with like 50th independence, 60th. Mm. What? It was just around the corner when you colonized my mm. country. Mm-hmm. But these people. Well, white people, they don't want to understand, like, the influence that they've had, whether it be negative or positive. The influence that they've had 
have been painful and some of them still don't recognise it. And that's why I think they feel like it's okay for them to treat Megan like this because at the end of the day, they've been treating African countries with disrespect. 100%. For generations. 100%. 100%. Yeah, like, literally, for like generations yeah. now, generations now, they've been through both independence and dependence and independence of their countries. Yeah. Like people that are still living to this day. Which is mad because like they, they can see the difference. Some of some people are like there's not really a difference in treatment, but some people can see it. They're like, we're still under the same control that we were when we were um dependent or when we were a colony of Britain. So like you were saying, that like when it comes to the way that it's people are treated because their parents or their great grandparents whoever raised them you know told them these things about like um black people and like oh yeah they're just a bunch of you know they'll respect them whatnot that also feeds into why the press and why general people when they are like responding back to what happened to Meghan Markle they're like oh it's not racism it's just it's just the way things are Mm. like even the royal family was saying it to Mm. I think that an interview was like oh it's just the way things are like everyone deals with the press billing them like that like no most of none of them do and like the only person who has somebody who looked different to all of them so tell me how it's not racism do you get it (laughs) yeah such a massive coincidence right (laughs) no wow well we didn't see that one coming (laughs) but guys so obviously there's been this thing going around like with Meghan Markle yeah like oh, what if she was darker-skinned? Yeah, let's even say if she was brown-skinned. Because if she was dark-skinned, that would be a very... How do you think she'd be treated? It would be a whole different story. She would be burnt at the stake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She would actually be burnt. It would have to be. Mm -hmm. She would be burnt at the stake with Harry quickly, like, afterwards. They'd burn Harry as well. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think she'd ever be? She Yeah. Do you think she would have been able to marry into the family if she was darker? No, I'm so sorry. I don't even think if she was darker, there wouldn't have even been a mm. wedding. It would have been cut off. There it would have had then. to do like one of those small knit weddings. It wouldn't have been commercialized. No, the royals are never small and knit, so it wouldn't have happened at all. It would have yeah. been too much. It would have been too much. But realistically, they would have come out at some point to say that the royal family didn't allow us to marry at all. And then that would have become a scandal in itself and we'd still be in the same position that we are now. Mm, that's very, very true. If Meghan Markle, Markle was of a darker complexion, me personally, I think it wouldn't have went down because it just wouldn't have happened because they're basically saying if the child was darker, there would have been no security. Mm. If Harry married a darker-skinned woman, there would have been no security to being even in the equation from right. the get-go. It's even more funny yeah. to me that they the cared so much about the child's complexion. When you guys are, 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 are acting like she's darker than a paper bag, like this woman is light skinned. She's a light skinned woman, and you're asking me about what's the what's the color of the baby? Like she's gonna born Lupita Nyong'o. 
Do you understand? Like, it's not. <laughs> there was just no point. There was actually no presence I'm or reasoning behind Harry. it. Literally, Harry himself is even ginger and he's pale. Gingers are even pale generally. So, what did they think <laughs> this baby was going to be? Paper. What did they think was going to do? What? apparently there was a scandal well I don't know why I'm calling it a scandal but apparently there was some issues with Harry's hair and his youth yeah there was I don't know if it's there accurate. was but so you're telling me like they're what? getting mad at his Did ginger I hair and you think if they bring home if he brings home a woman that is the same complexion yeah, as man. me Wait. that they're going to be okay people are getting mad at ginger hair okay are you serious <laughs> It might to be, to be honest, it was a speculation. So like they just on it was on Instagram where they just yeah. put videos together and then it was a caption. So they <laughs> might have just created the story to to create even more like there was a little speculation to say that it was a problem that Harry was ginger when he was born. Are you serious? That is ridiculous. <laughs> so they're really pick and choose with what yeah. they want. Yeah. Very, exactly. very, very. And I don't think a darker skinned woman would have a place in the royal family. But I don't personally think that a darker skinned woman would want a place there. To be fair, mm. yes. I don't know anybody who would I wouldn't personally want a place in the in the Word. royal family. No, thank you. Word. Because I feel like what dark-skinned women, just black women in general, light-skinned, brown-skinned, dark-skinned women, I feel like, speaking from personal experience, I like to remove myself from situations where nose are already going to be a bit complicated just because of my skin. I feel like I've... I've adapted and I've learned to kind of just read situations where I know that I won't be appreciated be, and I'll just won't to go be there. fair, like, as I was saying before, because mm-hmm. I, I, ha- I was having this argument with my mum um, about the situation because obviously as a mixed race child to a black mother, she kind of went through the same scrutiny in terms of, oh, how dark is this going to, is, is this baby going to be? What colour is the baby going to be? Is she going to feel comfortable in her own skin? Because she's not going to look like her father. We still live in the UK, so is she going to face racism? Like, so in my opinion, it's false, it's false concern. Like, it was very much false concern. Like, you guys don't actually care about my my mm. experience as a mixed-race child. You care about the fact that you don't want more black babies in your, in your, in your family. Um, and honestly, truly for my mom to go through something like that as a black woman in my opinion makes more sense than Meghan Markle's situation because my mom is fully black and she's of brown skin so the baby she's going to produce is going to have some more of a of a touch of melanin inside her I'm quite fair skinned but I do have a little bit of melanin in me with Meghan Markle there's there's really nothing there to be fair there's really nothing there that was gonna be a massive massive problem to or detriment quote-unquote detriment to their reputation as if that should matter in the first place but that's neither here nor there i wanted to ask you questions thanks leia as you were speaking, something just popped into my mind and i wanted to know what you guys think so you guys well you was asking um what would happen if Meghan Markle was um, of a darker complexion? But my question here is, what would happen to Meghan Markle if she was more in touch in her Afri- with her black African yeah. roots, like um, 
publicly like mm. she's she has yeah. curly hair now her hair is curly it's not relaxed or straightened she wears kente she wears this <laughs> what would happen then not even darker like, skin but what would happen black. if she rocked her curly yeah, hair unapologetically yes. black Meghan Markle mm. um I feel like that would have... Caused, because I feel like she does very much control. That, that yeah, would have definitely. caused even more ruckus. Actually, no. To be fair, it would it would either it would either cause more ruckus or it would cause less ruckus. Because if Meghan Markle was openly... Not openly black. It's not something to hide. But, like, like unapologetically black, <laughs> then mm-hmm. if the royal family were to publicly show themselves as being disingenuine towards Meghan Markle or nobody else, they'd have they'd have less of a leg to stand on when calling them Definitely. out, if that makes sense. Because Definitely. she's kind of vulnerable like- in the <laughs> sense where she doesn't really identify with her blackness so largely, they can kind of pick at her and get away with it, even mm-hmm. though they haven't now, but Trust some, me. somewhat they, they have since yeah. she, it's got to a point where she now has is suffering from mental health issues and has said that has said to be suicidal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's very interesting. Definitely talking about the mental health and the suicidal. Um, I do feel like when black women suffer with mental health, it is kind of brushed mm. over. I remember 100%. you were talking about um, the whole depressive natural hair thing, like the mm-hmm. whole mental health. Yeah, like that. let yeah. me dabble. Let, let me dabble into that. Into that. So I feel like there's this thing going on, going around on Instagram, which is black girl hair depression, which is basically when a black girl hasn't got her hair done, it is like they they go into this depressive mode. And I know that the uh, saying a depressive mode is rather mm. aggressive term to use, um, but. I feel like it is valid because people understand straight away yeah. what you're talking about. You're upset because you haven't got your hair done. But it's kind of different for black women when they ain't got their hair done. For me, personally, being a darker-skinned black woman, when I ain't got my hair done, I, sometimes I feel like I can't leave my house unless my yeah. hair's stretched. Because my hair goes and reverts really tightly onto my head. So I feel... I feel more beautiful if I have my hair stretched out in an afro, like, properly, rather than it being shrunken. Um, But also it makes more sense because of breakage. Like, my hair is high maintenance. Yeah, the upkeep is... I need to do a lot of... Yeah, I need to do a lot to do my hair, to just have it feel good not even just look good but feel good so for it to just feel good I have to put in a lot of effort and sometimes it can put me in a depressive mode if I haven't got like brazen because this is kind of like easy to take Mm. care of especially school times I would really have a black girl hair depression during school times (laughs) okay Okay, yeah sometimes during school times that was a little bit hectic oh school times no if I didn't have my hair braided or set down and I'm just staring at my afro and the afro is staring at me I just be like what the hell is going on now what do we do slap it in a bun the bun isn't working the edges aren't laying this isn't this but I just mm-hmm. feel like, as I was saying before, I feel like the the level and the standard of black girls, quote unquote, looking presentable is much, much higher. Like black girls looking presentable is all the way to the sky. Whereas all of the other girls with different types of looks, their level of presentable is much, much, much lower. 
Like, as you said, you feel like you can't I even leave your agree. house yeah. with, without having your hair stretched. People can go outside without their hair Honestly, comb, it's really with a no thing. brush for a week and they'll still look, quote unquote, presentable to other people. And they will still go to <laughs> Do you know and no buy care them in frozen the world. Twists. No care in the world. Yeah. There's, there's girls I know who feel like they, they can't leave their house without putting on a wig. Like, they can't wear cornrows. Like, there was, mm. there was a whole conversation about the fact that women, like, girls are not. Comfort, comfortable enough to go out just in cornrows like they'll they'll look unkempt yeah or unprofessional or and everything mm. just just so many negative descriptive words connotations, yeah, connotations I, of just being in I feel you. let me give you some context of where mm-hmm. i grew up I grew up in Harlow, Essex. Um, I went to secondary school. Yeah. And in my year, there was about 10 black people yeah. in total and about five black girls, okay? So in year seven, year eight, and year nine, this depressive black girl hair thing was a thing. I remember sometimes I'd cry before I'd go to school because I'm wearing my natural hair and nobody has seen, none of the white people have seen my natural mm. hair. And I know that they're all going to be looking at me like, oh, who's this? Yeah. Who's that? I remember I came in um, one day and I had weave and one of the teachers was laughing at me because it was so stiff. Oh. Okay, I understand that my hair is stiff, oh. yeah, but I was in year eight. Oh. I was in year eight, but the teacher was kicking serious. And one of my friends said that she was talking to the teachers, giving my hair a bad look. Yeah, it was stiff, but I'm still a child, Yo. no? Yeah, I'm still a child. And I remember when I had this hair piece, um, you know, the yeah, hair puff, yeah, the yeah, black yeah, hair yeah. Mask. So instead of having my natural hair out, I said, okay, I'm still trying to be black power gal. <laughs> so I had, I put the black hair puff on my head mm. and I rocked it. But sometimes, you know how it, it the flyaways mm, be flying. Yeah. And there's one time I went into... Um, into a maths class and this black guy in my year said to this white guy thanks for baiting me out by the way he said do you know that ain't her real hair by the way how are you gonna pull me out like that obviously the hair puff is a bit of a different hair texture than my actual hair but still how are you gonna call me out and there was this whole thing as well about this white guy trying to leak no, from my hair puff. no 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 none of that none of that none of it no. and i was so upset and telling the teacher tell me why the teacher was laughing tell me why, tell me why the teacher was laughing Honestly, it was that same teacher that was laughing at my wig, though. I mean, at my weave, so I'm not surprised. No way. It's no, it's from <sighs> the fact, no, from from when you said the teacher was making fun of your weave for being stiff when you're still in year eight, even if you were in year Honestly. 11, this teacher has yeah. no Year 11, business. something else happened. I'll, I'll the, the teacher had no business trying to get into that your... Teacher. Your your, I don't even know how to explain. Mm. That's just wrong on so many different levels. I know. Yeah. That same teacher, I'll tell you another mm-hmm. little story time. So I had this little argument with this girl. I'm not going to mention any names, obviously. But she basically said nigger and she's like Turkish, like from them sides there. Oh. And then I went to go tell the same teacher. It's the same teacher I saw first sight, in it? And she was one of the higher ups as well. And I came to her crying, saying that she called me nigger. This woman is laughing. I'm laughing. like, huh? 
Um, yeah, she's laughing. And I said, why are you laughing? I'm upset. And she says, I'm just trying to cheer you up. Listen, you ain't cheering me up. You're, can you not see that I'm upset? She just called me nigger, man. Oh, no, guys. And honestly, going to school, there was a big struggle. She loved. You see, this is... It was a big struggle. And <sighs> this is where the I think... The way me and Melissa are just gobsmacked. Yes, I thank God that I went to a school that was mostly black, so the teachers could never stop doing this stuff. Obviously, mm-hmm. if there was a, a a braid on the ground, they'd be like, "Whose braid is this?" Oh, oh my god, there wasn't really much else. <laughs> like everyone knew what it was about. They knew that the black girls had weaves, wigs, you know, their Afro hair or braids. So they knew mm-hmm. about that. So none of that could slide. But imagine, guys, they were this is yeah. yeah, the UK. Yeah, and these people say that we're not racist. They said the UK is not racist. Cool. Yeah. Guys, we weren't even allowed um, hair beads. Like, you know, you know, the golden cuffs. Yeah. We weren't allowed that. Beads? Say what? Never. Beads, I can kind of understand. No, beads, I can kind of understand because they make noise. They can sometimes be distracting. Even me when I'm wearing beads, I understand. But the hair cufflings, you know the golden cufflings. Come on, the cufflings ain't going to do nothing to nobody. No, that one doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I think it's just because yeah. nobody else is going to wear them apart from the five girls there. Yeah, exactly. We should have something to ourselves, though. For all the experiences that we've been through. Yeah. No. Being in such an environment where I didn't see a lot of people like myself, it was quite sad. So then was it crazy to yeah. move to somewhere like Queen Mary? Because you're literally not in a space where anyone is... A majority, I don't think. I feel like Queen Mary is pre everybody's diverse. Diverse. Um, yeah, but I don't see a lot of people rocking their natural hair. Um, I only know a few people that rock their natural hair. I only know about three people. Um, it's mostly braids mm. or weave, which I also understand. Yeah, it's a protective style, and I don't mind people wearing weave. But something that I do find quite upsetting is when people tell me that they don't feel confident enough to actually have no wig on, yeah. just to they feel embarrassed to have their natural hair on. These girls that we see on Instagram, they're so beautiful with their weave. And everything, but they never want to show their natural hair. Um, and I feel like it's a bit upsetting That's to be honest. That's the pandemic in itself. Honestly, really, it really is. Yeah. It's really it's like conforming to be beautiful. I have to wear yeah. weave, and I even got weave in my closet. Honestly, I remember when you was when you were showing everybody that you was conditioning that weave for at least like two months. <laughs> And that was like a year ago. I haven't come around to wearing it because I feel like so strange wearing the weave. Because I remember when I wore weave in I can't the summer, imagine you like three weave years anyway. ago. I feel like it doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Not to say that you have to have a certain aesthetic mm-hmm. to to do a hairstyle, mm-hmm. but I just yeah. see you. I yeah. see you identify with your natural hair so much that. Yeah, I really do identify with my natural hair a lot as well. And um, I remember three years ago in summer when I had weave, um, uh, some guy said, you look like a white black girl. And I said, huh? Sorry? Um, what does that mean? Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm very black. Was he white or black or what was Sorry? He, he was black. No. He was black. He was brown. He was brown. Brown skinned. Um, and 
when I had the weave, oh, I look like a white black girl. What does that mean? I'm pretty now because I have weave. That's and I do feel like a lot of girls do feel that way. And I feel like a lot of guys also feel that way. Hence why you decided black women say. continue to wear the weave mm-hmm. and so forth. And it's so clear because obviously Meghan Markle is not rocking her natural hair. She's got a bone straight. At all times. <laughs> at, all at, times. at all times. I haven't even seen yeah, the rainbow about her hair. I She's never looking. I can't do all of like, that, man. I, I think because also like that's say that's say where she started out her career in like the um Hollywood, so the movie in uh, movie mm-hmm. industry. Even back then when she started, it was less accepting than it is now. So obviously for her even though she was white passing and, you know, people would instantly think of her as a black woman because of her complexion, mm-hmm. she still had to conform because that hair is not, it's not straight, it's curly. So she had to do something. And even now joining the royal mm. family, like, because of having to conform, that hair was never going to be seen not curly. Do you get it? So, I mean, not going to be seen curly. So I feel like if she wants to make a power move, she needs to revert them revert curls. The curls yep. If she wants to make a power revert move, is she going to make a power move yes. in her 60s? Word. I don't think... Do you know what I'm saying? Are you going to make that power move in your 60s? The, curls, the natural man. hair movement back in the US was very powerful. Yeah. Black pride yeah. is... Uh, honestly, it's yeah, so as powerful. Yeah, African-American. Natural hair is Word. a big symbol. It's a big symbol very, very of... um. It's a big but to be fair now, I've heard so many, as, as being a hairstylist, I've heard so many mm. complaints about the natural hair community now. Like, I feel like the natural hair community has become like any other big movement. There is always going to be a downfall. There's always going to be a pit. There's always going to yeah. be a group of people that take the premise too far. And so... With the natural hair community, um, there's been a lot of complaints that everyone has become overly judgmental. It's now a place where you can't make a mistake. If you're using certain products, you're just gonna be banished. Like there was a there was a girl yeah. that I was mm-hmm. watching because obviously, like I said, I'm 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 thinking of starting a hair look journey. I want to start um wearing dreads. Um, and there was a there was a girl that I watched on YouTube and she was talking about how she was literally like ridiculed for her dreads. Like she had free form dreads. And for anybody that doesn't know what free form dreads is, it's basically dreadlocks that, that are created just from leaving your hair alone. Like actually they form and lock on their, on their own accord. So they're going to be different shapes. They're going to be different sizes. They're usually very thick and very big. And some would call them unkempt, but the way that this girl was harassed on the internet was on a different level. And it wasn't by white people. It wasn't by people outside of the the, the black community. It was the natural hair community all saying, oh, yeah, she looks ratty. She looks tatty. Yeah. She looks, like, disgusting. Like, can, when, can she, when can she wash her hair? And I'm thinking, this is the, literally the, the people that is supposed to uplift and bring black women women and men but specifically women together so that we we can be stronger and we can understand that natural hair is not it's not a weapon it's not um disgraceful it's not 
something that you need to hide. It's something that you need to appreciate and love. So from there, I already know that there's there's just madness. In any sort of movement, in any political or just any sort of community, period, there's going to be people that ruin it. But I've been hearing a lot more negative comments about the natural hair community than I am hearing positive ones as of recently. Yeah, definitely. Because like, even for me, like when I started, when I started my natural hair journey, like three years ago, that's when there was like a real hype of it. So like everyone was like, yes, go. Duh, 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 duh. But no one else was really doing the it. Big chop. Yeah. Yeah. Big chop. Like that mm-hmm. one, everyone was doing it, whatever. And no one else was really doing it. So when I did it, I kind of... Everyone was my, doing that. Yeah. The people I knew, though, weren't really doing it. So I started my journey by myself. But now when I see other people do it, I wasn't really ridiculed. When I see people do it now, I'm like, people are getting really attacked if they're not on the natural hair journey. When people used to be, like, respected or, like, mm. congratulated when they used to mm. be. And I think that's because also now people are starting to gatekeep uh, they, um, the natural hair community. Like, it's good to be there, and if you're not there, it's bad. But for some people, they can do yeah. relaxed hair and it's better for them it's more manageable it doesn't break their hair like some people have very very long relaxed hair and it works well for some others yeah, like myself the journey wasn't it so I needed to chop that off do you get it so that whole like oh yeah. you if you don't I honestly understand you. Hair, then you know you're not truly like accepting your roots it's not good for you to no some people just their life will be it's good. a journey that's why it's called a hair journey mm. You'll get to it if you're meant to. I feel like it's literally uh-huh. it's all about just letting people do what they need to do. It's not your business. At the time that they yes. need to do it. They are people's business. Honestly, Mind your funky everyone's business. journey is going to be different. Mm. You don't know people's background. Um, and some people just need more time 100%. to become comfortable 100%. to wear their natural hair. I feel like I was kind of forced to appreciate my natural hair especially telling you those three little story right. times enough was enough for me I felt like there came a point where I was like my hair is beautiful and I need to be able mm. to wear it like I keep hiding behind this hair braids or whether it right. be weave and um, obviously the white people at my school would just look at me like how long is your real hair show me show me like yeah. show me and I'd always be like, here, I'd always line at a few inches. <laughs> yeah, it's shoulder yeah. length. But really, really and truly, oh, it would just come behind my ear. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Honestly. So I had to just be comfortable and truthful. But up until this day, people still ask me, how long was your hair without those Why braids? Why are you asking? Mind Mind your Honestly, my hair doesn't even grow down. It goes up. Up. You can't be telling people that it goes here. It goes here, mate. <laughs> it goes upwards. It goes, it goes upwards, upwards. The sun. Literally. Come on. Honestly, man. And I, I feel, feel like, like with, with um, my natural hair journey, Oh, yeah, you go, Melissa. Oh, no, I was going to say something like, do you think in terms of the way people are treated with their, like, natural hair or with hair gen- uh, generally, that there's a difference in treatment whether you are fairer-skinned or whether you're darker-skinned in the way that people interact yes. with you? Definitely. I feel like there is definitely, like, with specifically the natural hair community, the 
the leaders, the pioneers are always somebody that not necessarily have fairer skin, but they have looser hair textures. Like there is a sense of texture in the community. It is sometimes that there are lighter skin um, women that are the pioneers, but it's usually not necessarily their skin tone, but it is their actual texture and hair type. Um, yeah, but in general, there is always some sort of discrimination want- between darker skinned women and lighter skinned women. Yeah. Do you want to explain what texturism is for some people who may not know? Just oh, um, so I will like type type four hair is basically very very coily like the curl the the curls are very very tight and to an extent with 4c hair there are no curls at all because they're very like the lines are very very jagged and close together so they're not really curls it's just a formulation of coils like really really tight coils whereas when when you get to um the three type type three hair um the the curls are a lot more visible you get into like jerry curls and like there it's a lot the upkeep is a little bit less rigorous um say like i don't necessarily have to moisturize my hair as many times mm. in the week as say joy needs to moisturize her hair um like my wash days probably go a lot smoother because the detangling process is a lot shorter um and yeah are anything over like three type three hair is going into like wavy hair like type two hair is like wavy and just straight hair and all of that so one two three four those are the, 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 the different types of hair textures for anybody that doesn't know prior to this um but yeah I was going to say that I still kind of went through despite the fact that my hair texture I'm like I'm in the the 3B slash 3A slash 3C kind of. Um, and I still went through that phase of just not liking my hair whatsoever and wanting it to be straight. Um, despite the fact that it is very manageable and it is kind of considered like presentable in some instances. Um, I definitely know in primary school when I saw all of the girls relaxing their hair and not wearing their natural hair out, usually just in braids, um, for both conven- convenience purposes and also just look purposes, aesthetic purposes, um, I wanted to be like them. And I was, um, there was only two mixed race girls in the class, me being one of them. And the other mixed race girl had a lot like looser hair texture to me. She was more in the two, um, type two hair. So her hair was like, down to like down to her back type thing it drops down rather than drops up um so when it came to like looking at me in the mirror I sort of identified myself more with the with the black girls even though I didn't necessarily look the same and I was thinking so why is my why can't I straighten my hair why can't I relax my hair why can't I do this to my hair because I just want I just wanted to be I just wanted to be in the same lane do you know what I mean um it was very much like oh yeah this is I don't like my curls. I don't like the aesthetic that I've come up with. I don't like the braids that my mom are doing for me. Like, I feel like a, a child. I feel like a baby. Um, I just want to be shaking my head and have my hair move with me. Um, eventually, when I got into secondary school and I started understanding that natural hair is beautiful and I started doing my own hair and doing all the research and braiding it myself and taking time 
with myself, with my hair, I just learned to love it. And in any state, shape, form, it's beautiful to me. Um, so I don't necessarily think I was forced in that same way, but it just, it was going to happen to me regardless that I learned to love my hair. That's really beautiful. Thank Naomi. You. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. We love it. We love it. <laughs> Cause I feel like honestly, it's a journey and like different, um, different environments, which you grow up in and like, Sometimes it's more negative, like joy story, or sometimes it's just neutral, mm. or like um, mm. what you were saying, Leia. And I think it's really interesting, the fact that we've all got to that stage now, all three of us wear our natural hair out and stuff, that now we are so mm. confident like in our hair, especially since in different areas that we're, we're all in, or like in the education system, that or in the working world, that our hair is not deemed as yeah. presentable. Like what you, we were mentioning mm. even before we started recording, like Leia was saying, I think she just mentioned it now as well, that her hair could be deemed more presentable because of her hair texture, whereas me and Joy's hair may be seen yeah. as less presentable because of their hair texture. And I think that's so interesting. Like we have finally accepted our hair, but the outside world is still like, no, 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 mm-hmm. you can't have your hair out or it doesn't look it's nice. Or the world is behind. Wow. It's so yeah. corrupted. The workplace is corrupt. The workplace. If you don't mind, I'm going to drop another story of time. Go on. Um, so I worked, I don't even know if I should list the company. Oh, um, it's, it's a supermarket, yeah? Let's just say supermarket. Yeah. It's a it's supermarket. Carlo <laughs> Essex. Essex, again, I said that my, my secondary school, my year had no more than 10 black people in it. So the supermarket, um, it had less than 10 what, um, 10 black people in the whole store wow. working there, okay? Less than 10 black people working in the whole store. And when I'm talking about um, the workers, less than 10 people, those also include the cleaners because oh. I don't know, but there's this, there's always cleaners, yeah, black people definitely. as cleaners, janitors, and it's quite yeah. upsetting because it's like you couldn't give them customer mm-hmm. service now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously? Mm-hmm. And I can feel that sometimes they are embarrassed and that they feel, I feel for them because I'm like, I know that they're way smarter than what the institution makes yeah. them out to be. But anyway, shout out to the cleaners. Shout out to the cleaners, man. I know they got aspirations Word. and dreams and I know that they got qualifications and I know that they're building a house Word. back home. Word. So it's all good. For real, for real. But, um... Back to the supermarket story. I changed my hair a lot of times and As you white should. people <laughs> would be like, okay, so story time number one. I had Bantu knots and someone said to me, if you don't blah, 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 I'll cut off your Bantu knots. I'll cut off your little bunches. I'll cut off your little bunches is what the lady said. Was this and I used to actually kiki with the lady. It's another one. Sorry? It's another staff member. This is a staff member, and she said to me, if you don't stop doing something, I'm going to cut off your bunches. She said it in a jokey way, but I didn't find it quite funny, did I? Um, And then when I got my braid, someone said, I didn't even recognise you. I didn't even recognise you. Oh, are you working here? Are you new? (laughs) 
Are you new here? <laughs> oh, I have never seen you before. Oh, You're gorgeous. Oh. You're gorgeous. And they stress the gorgeous it's so nasty. much. You look so gorgeous. I don't recognize you. When I have my natural hair out, oh my goodness. People could not take their eyes off of my hair. Instead of looking at, we're, we're having conversation and they're looking at my hair, not even what my even? eyes. I would have my afro up and they would just be looking at my, my wow. afro as they're talking to me like, yes, My eyes are down here, yeah, thank you very much. Out, but they're looking at my hair. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Why? honestly and they're like did you cut your hair and then there's people saying can i touch your hair ah, um people touching it unprovoked and this lady reached to my hair and i did a little three six no. my nightmares I see and the and the woman went mm. red she went mm. red Good. she went red because I, I did a i did a little swoop a little 180 swoop away from my hand and i said excuse me I didn't appreciate you touching my hair. And then she said, I'm sorry, Joy. <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't touch it. <laughs> no, I can't even I'm so done. <laughs> I'm so done. Guys, there was another instance of racism in my workplace. And it was so sad. This this guy, this guy, um, this white guy said, institutional racism doesn't exist. My manager said that is oh, not I racist, but personally for me, I believe that is yeah. racist. I don't yeah. care what anybody says, I think it's racist because without institutional racism, racism doesn't have the, pl- the platform to perpetuate. Yeah. So institutional racism, saying it doesn't exist is definitely racist because the institutions, education, the police mm. force is what perpetuates mm. this. Yep. My manager is also black. Consider this. But my manager didn't do nothing. <laughs> what is the manager my supposed manager to do? Because you know they scraped and saved to be there, Joy. You know that they scraped and saved to and be no. there. Think, thinking about that, yes, he's got a family yeah. to support, but he doesn't care. I was really painted to be the bad guy because the white lady started crying and they invited me oh. to the office. I'm like, what? The You're white lady was nearly um, 35. No I'm actually, I was 19 at the time. So I'm thinking, what's really going on here then? You're really going to do the black girl yeah. attack you. I'm 19. I don't do nothing. But those two staff members were saying institutional racism didn't exist. And of course, my manager with his behaviour, was defending the white people, which was very upsetting Mm. to see. And then he was trying to say to me, he was trying to say to me, um, we, it doesn't matter, we can have some stimulating conversations. I'm like, what do you mean? What What do you mean? Please. What what does stimulating... He was basically saying that them saying institutional racism is not racism, but they're just not... Their mind just can't be stimulated to that extent to understand what institutional racism is. But you're now just... You're just... Okay, there's a difference between trying to keep the peace so that the workspace is... Is, is running smoothly okay, and just yeah. allowing ignorance to be part of the workplace. Because allowing ignorance fun. to be part of the workplace... It is not allowing the workplace to move smoothly. Honestly, he allowed the ignorance to stay where yeah, it wants to stay. Sense. Because he literally just said, yeah, 
He said it's an opinion. No. No, what do you mean it's, it's not an opinion? opinion? It's not, what do you mean it's, it's, it's not a political opinion. statement, right? <laughs> it's just not. Oh, no. It is embarrassing. That's, that's upsetting. Honestly, I was so hurt for a long time. And my attendance started going down and they started wondering why you're not coming into work, this and that. Because I was generally disgusted at what I was seeing at mm. work. But you can't put two and two mm. together that the reason I'm missing this is because you failed to make me feel safe mm. in the workplace. You failed to make me feel seen mm. in the workplace. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I was very disgusted. I felt really disgusted. Have you left? Very much. By I felt even much more disgusted by my manager than the staff member because bear in mind my oh, manager black. was black and he didn't right. do nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I feel like a lot of the times we try and, you know, like... Well, that's my story time. We want to lean on, like, black other black people for solidarity in these situations, but sadly, you actually can't. But you can't. Whether that they're a coon or they just don't... You really, really they can't. they just think that you're just screaming racism all the time, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I didn't know whether to say the coon term. Oh, my God, just crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> term because we need to, because what else are they if they're going to allow something like that to slip... Bear in mind, institutional racism like you as a black manager. You get it? Like it, it doesn't skip you because you're a manager. No, you're still black. Black team, black, black, black. So that is what they're going to see you as. Do you get it? <laughs> These are the big issues. I was very much upset, honestly. Yeah. It was so upsetting. And my manager just couldn't fathom. He just couldn't fathom. I feel like he, he was, Why he was choosing not to I fathom. Did. Because on a on a real yeah, level, on a real level, them. you can't ignore yeah. this type of thing. And you know damn well that he's experienced something similar as being in a managerial role. Yeah. He's probably been undermined as a black person, but mm-hmm. in a in a space where he's trying to pretend to be not black just to fit the managerial standards, he needs to purposely be ignorant as well. And that's the only way that he will. I was survive. very very. Upset. I was very, very upset. And obviously, I had another meeting as to why my tenants were so bad. And I had it this time with some white people. And I explained my uncomfortability in my um, in my little section in my department. And I told Mm. the white people why I said he said the person said institutional racism doesn't exist. Mm. They were also like clueless. Of course, they were. But. To me, it was just so terrible because I felt like I couldn't speak to anyone yeah, there. Yeah, there's no one I could speak to. Yeah. And they really made me seem like the crazy black woman, yeah? yeah? They really made me feel like I was the one that was attacking. I was not attacking. I was the one that was being attacked. Uh, but I was still the one that was constantly in the office explaining right, my point right, of right. view. They're saying, you're not letting this go. Let it go. Just go back to your department. Oh my goodness. That's even another issue is anyways. Like making people telling you that you should let it go. Like who are you to tell me? Like this is something I have gone through. And if you're white, you like this is another thing. White people are telling black people that something is not racist or not. Who are you? Have you ever experienced racism? Will you ever experience racism? No. Like them trying to gatekeep what racism is. I think that's the worst thing. Not just, not just white people and gatekeeping what racism is, but also black people, the coons, also being yep. allies the to these 
white people they're being allies because because especially because in my workplace I was like one of the only black women there like one of like three and so it was quite sad because it's like this guy in the, in the high position, he didn't speak mm. up for me. So now all the white people are going to think this girl is crazy. talking yeah. nonsense. I don't know what because I'm talking about. Because obviously they're going to relate to the only other black person there. And if the only other black you know? person there is, they're not, you, you guys are not in cohesion, you're not mm-hmm. on the same level, you know then one of you has to be crazy and that's going to be the one who's Honestly. causing more trouble. Honestly, yeah. and it's not like these white people are gonna go out of their way to research this. Yeah. <laughs> this <is crazy. laughs> I'm sorry that you had to experience um, all of this. Joy. Honestly, it was terrible. It was honestly very like, uncomfortable. Um, to think that you're only like an hour away, yeah. Our, our experiences are very, very diff- different. Different. Like, obviously, there is things corruption that ha- happens in London, but not on the same level. I know fully well that Melissa and I have not experienced anything close to that. Yeah. Honestly. um, Wow. I think the The education system, I just have to drop it. Yeah, I was about to say to you, yeah, Joy was going to give us some information about the education system and colorism and racism. So, you know, go through, tell us. I just wanted to talk about the education system. Um, just, I feel like when I was in school, I was always, again, I already told you the context of I like how many yeah. black people mm-hmm. there were. Yeah. I always got into trouble, honestly. I yeah. even got excluded wow. once. And you. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got excluded. And People that meet me think I'm like one of the calmest yeah, people are. in general. Obviously, I get very excited. Yeah, but like I feel like I'll come with a calm energy when I when I need to and when I want to, when I feel like it's appropriate. So I do keep to myself most of the time. But if I know you, I'm obviously gonna hype up. But honestly, these people always found a way to get me in trouble or to paint me as the bad guy. And that was often the case, and it was quite sad. That was the mm. teachers, but I feel like what affected me more was um, classmates from from year seven, probably up to even now. People think I'm really stupid. Like, people think I'm really stupid. Like, they say, oh, that's not right. Or they try to make it seem like I don't know what mm. I'm talking about or um, that I'm incompetent or that I don't know what I'm talking about. First of all, I speak three languages, okay? Tell them. I speak yes. three, Tell I them. speak English, and I speak German. Actually, English is not my mm. first language. I grew up in Germany and I moved here when I was about 10, 11. So mm-hmm. if I don't know certain words or if I don't always know how to express myself correctly, verbally or written, it's because I, this is not my first language. But I'm pretty sure I could can communicate um, what I want to say in German and mm. in English. But people still want to make me feel like I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the case a lot of the times. And I feel like that's what had an even more of a negative impact on me. Me sometimes feeling like I am incompetent or something right. like that. So 
So I feel like that was quite sad. And then there's obviously people, teachers also saying that I shouldn't complete this or, you know, in primary school, do you remember when there was tif- different tables yeah, and different shapes yeah, on yeah, the yeah, whiteboard? Yeah. And I don't know if the different classmates, they didn't know if the circle was stupid and then the hexagon was the smartest people. Do you know what I'm saying? So personally, I didn't like the fact that I was on the circles just because I didn't know how to speak English. I mean, I can still do maths. Mm, mm, mm. Why am I on the circle table when it's about maths? Like, I don't understand. Like, they didn't even test for my skill. And in secondary school, them, the predicted grades, oh, my goodness. The predicted grades were ridiculous. Tell me why they're predicting. One of my teachers said, um, I'm going to school low my maths exam because I got a two on my mock exam or something like that. How can I get a two in my mock exam? Are you okay? How's that possible? I've come out with a six. Listen, maths is not my mm. strong point. But how are they saying I'm going to get a two in I don't think maths, maths is yet? anyone's strong point in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are they going to say that? Yeah, And you know what? There's something called self-fulfilling prophecy when people start actually believing they're stupid and incompetent and that will really stunt their growth. But thankfully, I'm out of here and I'm making it as a powerful black And we black thank woman. God for it. Thank you. We thank God yeah. for it. And we thank God. I, I want to ask, you do you feel, because since the whole like theme of this discussion is actually colorism, do you feel like you got... Obviously, you yourself was was demonized as a person for for whatever reason people wanted to attach to, to that um, idea. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the other black people in your year, like the color of their the shade of their melanin mattered? Like, do you feel like you were demonized by yourself, um, whereas the other lighter black people were treated differently or was it all just the well the same okay so that's a good question because to be fair yeah if I grew up in London I don't know like how I would have been treated but I'm guessing it would have been less painful painful, than the experience that I went through but um in my year all the black girls they stuck together so yeah, um, there was one light-skinned girl. She was, uh, let me not give too much information, sorry. There was one light-skinned girl. She had a mm. fair complexion um, and her hair was curly like 3A through mm, and through. Mm, mm, mm. So it dropped rather um, than... And right, it dropped. Yeah. And um, she was pretty much, there was no issues for her, I don't think. I don't think there was any issues I don't think there was any issues like for my 3A girl. Like she had it pretty good. Um, She was a beautiful Mm, girl, mm, simply. Um, I never felt this sense of jealousy. I thought she was beautiful and that was it. Um, One of my other friends, she had this hair depression thing, I'll say as well. I never really saw her her hair, but it would have been 4B, 4C. And she always tried to hide her hair. She really didn't want to expose her hair. She'd always have wig pieces and so forth. She never wanted to show her hair. Guys, if my laptop dies, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Um, But yeah, 
And then my other friend, she literally, she's, she was so brave. She would come in one day into school and just shave her whole yeah. head. And everyone would be like, honestly, and everyone would be like, oh, she's gone bold. She's done this. I thought she was such a powerful girl yeah. for mm. doing that. Shaving her hair at such a young age. Because we're taught that, oh, this is so important. Hair is so important. Um. But I feel like my treatment was definitely the worst because I was the dark, the darkest amongst right. them all. My my treatment was the worst, honestly, and I do feel like the three A girl had easiest. the easiest, easiest yeah. journey, the easiest journey. Um, when she did have issues, she didn't really express them. I never heard her talk about any racial issues that she encountered. But maybe she's just. She doesn't care about it. I don't know, but she never spoke to me or anyone in the group about it. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I feel like I definitely had the toughest time. Toughest time. Out of all the girls. Yeah. Like, responding to your question, Leia, because I am brown skin and I am actually, like, considered lighter, which I have never understood because people be like to me, oh, Melissa, you're so light. Yeah, you're basically white because some parts of my body are very, very light. Very, you guys have seen my mm-hmm. complexion. Um, like yeah, but my okay, basically white is a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> well, and of all my friends, I would. It's so like, bad it's, because that's when yeah, that's like it was a ratio of like my black whatever. So when I, like all my um, all my friends, like, it's so bad. Like so all the time, like people would say that in school, whatever. But I do think in terms of like even outside of school, general treatment, like I've got better treatment than my darker skin friends because I am lighter which is crazy to me because when I look at myself I don't see a, light, a lighter person I see a bronze skin person just like averagely because when I think of lighter people I think of people like who are layer skin color or a bit darker but just not my complexion but I think when people start telling mm. you that you're lighter whoever than you actually are you start thinking it so then I was like, oh, why do I not look like other people who are from where I'm from? OMG, duh, duh, duh. which is even a whole other thing. But I think I definitely got way better treatment yeah, than my... Yes. <sighs> yeah. 155%. It was, it was always like being friends, like having my, my white friends in secondary school, whenever they went on holiday... It was always, oh my gosh, Leo, I'm your skin tone. Like, oh my gosh, you're the same what? color. You're basically white. Like, da, 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 like with a sp- <laughs> listen, yeah. Listen, let's have a little discussion here. Yeah, let's sit down. <laughs> I don't need you to grab my arm every single time oh you go to Malta, okay? Every single time you go to Benidorm. You don't need to come. We don't need to, to, to join arms, right? I understand that you have a tan. I My skin is tanned naturally, yeah? <laughs> I understand that my skin is quite fair. Mm-hmm. But stop erasing my blackness, please. I don't appreciate it. Um... <laughs> so as you guys can tell, obviously the episode got cut short due to technical difficulties, but we all decided that there wasn't really a point of like re-recording the whole conversation because it was so good. Um, yeah, everyone says sends their love. Thank you to Joy and Leah for joining me again. It was such a great conversation. 
but yeah if you guys enjoyed please let me know um follow or subscribe to the podcast on any platform that you listen to this on um yeah thank you guys for your support as always if you want to keep updated with everything that goes on with the podcast at all times follow the podcast on instagram which is at the vocalista podcast yeah new episode all the time so you guys can stay in tuned and yeah if you want to listen to anything else there's all previous episodes um yeah so i hope you guys enjoyed i hope you have an amazing day and i will see you in the next episode